muff over the, the, the thing. Uh, it's a, so. Well, first off, hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brian Holiday, FranklinArmstrong.com, Geektastic Cypher. We're here at Casa de. What's the new Casa? I haven't thought of a name yet, so let's just leave it blank. Okay, Casa Blank. Casa Blanca? I think Katie was calling it Casa del Byron 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're just here at Casa de Byron 2 uh, with my buddy Mobs Goodness from Hooked on Sonics. We've both seen Star Wars twice. Yep. Since we recorded the episode on Wednesday. Was, we, it, was it worth seeing it? <laughs> now let's discuss. I like that you started off with that. Um, no. I, <laughs> I think the quick and easy answer to that is, uh, as someone who was excited for... To, you know, we talked about it and uh, Katie talked about it. We, we joked about not being able to stick the landing. And I think... Uh, and Katie even made the joke about how he always J.J. Abrams as a director when he's finishing a show always kind of throws in the like mysticism or something random and this whole Palpatine coming back from the dead in a kind of like zombie way with half his fingers missing or his fingers being half missing uh, and essentially look like he's being hooked up to a machine, keeping him alive with tubes of white goo coursing through them. I wasn't impressed that this is how they decided to bring back one of the most feared characters in the lore of Star Wars. From the opening crawl when it says the dead speak. Yeah. With the exclamation point. Yeah. Huge sigh. Yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty. Sorry. It was pretty cheesy that they threw that in. And I mean, the other thing, too, is. I wouldn't say I necessarily care too much about this because it wasn't really that huge a part of the story and I didn't really care too much about this part of the story, but there was absolutely zero explanation to how the Emperor actually came back except for a throwaway line by, I think it was Dominic Monaghan, who was just like, oh, dark science cloning? Um, There was no actual explanation to that. And then also, where did he amass this huge fleet... Thank you. With I, like thousands of crew members. So if you guys, hopefully you guys have, so if you guys are listening to this podcast, we are going to be spoiling the movie. So we warn you right now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Palpatine's back. That you already knew. It's been announced. Uh, him having huge army, not announced. But as you can imagine, if he's going to be part of the story, he's going to be throwing some shit and like just causing a mess. So it's to be expected that he has a pretty powerful army behind him. So nothing spoiled for you so far. But just so you know, right now, if you're going to keep listening to this podcast right now, we're going to be spoiling the movie. So if you haven't seen Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, I would recommend you stop now and continue once you've seen the movie. If you're the type of person that doesn't mind, then won't behold, guess what? They all die. Um <laughs> No, but joking aside, yes, that was one of the major... For me, I think one of the biggest things about this film was the fact that a lot of it had to do with Palpatine coming in and, you know, like we said in the last episode, it's just like, well, we don't really know how to end this, so let's bring back something from the past that, you know, will make people feel like it's done full circle and we're throwing in something cool. But as a Star Wars fan, I didn't need Palpatine to be the big bad that pulls it all together him and the final order now as his red stormtroopers and his uh like easily a hundred to two hundred death stars Uh, it was insane i mean the amount of people you're talking about the uniforms too like yeah (laughs) they had specific uniforms i mean i could i could maybe 
let some of that go. Yeah. If the rest of the story was not so disappointing. Yeah. I just, the whole fact of just bringing Palpatine back was, I just felt like it was a lazy way to kind of move some of the story together forward, which seemed remarkably unnecessary. And then at the same time too, like so many nerds were saying how Ryan Johnson ruined uh, Luke's uh, story arc with the last Jedi by showing like Luke kind of as a broken man. I feel like by bringing back Palpatine, you kind of cheapen the end to the yeah. original trilogy. Yeah. You know, with, you know, Darth Vader. Yeah, he sacrificed like, himself. I feel like it just kind of throws it and it throws it away in such a cheap way because there is no true explanation as to why Palpatine. Yeah. Back. It's just like, hey guys, he's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JJ, what are you going to do? Oh, bring back Palpatine. How and why? They don't need to know. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That to me seems like a huge issue if you decide to tell this story and not explain how a man who was thrown into what I looked like the center of a reactor inside the Death Star is thrown into it. You see the lightning. Yes, I know he has lightning force powers and all that jazz, but it's not like he can just ride the lightning. <laughs> you know, like that's not a thing he does. At least not something we've seen. So that's for me, that was one of the issues that it feels like. Yeah, I mean, like, this is the thing that I really want us to attack on this is that because, you know, there are some things that I'm sure if we point out that some other people could be like, well, that wasn't that big of a deal or whatever. Okay, so Uh, like I said, yeah, I could maybe give you him coming back. Yeah. If there was some sort of explanation to make it worth bringing him back versus just saying he's back. Yeah. You know, and and. I thought that was really Do you weak. think if they had decided to do, you know how they did with um, Darth Maul and how he came back in Rebels and they kind of explained it through, you know, story and stuff. I know Rebels is, it's canon, but it's also like like a cartoon. So they get to play fast and loose with how they're telling the story because it has to be appealing to kids. It's canon, but I would also say like Darth Maul coming back in, in Clone Wars and then in Rebels, Darth yeah. Maul coming back in Clone Wars really was stupid. It was mm. dumb. Like when he came back and you're like, oh, this is how he survived. It's dumb. Yeah. The only way that they kind of managed to make it interesting was because you had more episodes with him and you yeah. had his motivation. Like he basically is just a crazed man who wants revenge on Obi-Wan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at least, and even on the Emperor too. Yes, yes. He so hates the Emperor now. there at least is some sort of character development or a motivation to why he's doing this or how he got to that point yeah even if the explanation to how he survived is stupid at least they managed to expand on that with the emperor coming back there's no explanation no and like his only motivation is the same motivation yeah it he's such a weak character yeah And, and yeah that i think you're right that's one of the bigger problems for me the fact that he's supposed to be this big bad and don't get me wrong, Kylo as a big bad is also laughable because he just looks like an impudent child who's throwing a tantrum all the time. Like there's no, I feel no real risk when Kylo is out there being a bad guy. You know, when they show him uh, destroying a village a la Anakin at the beginning of this movie, really like, you know, cutting, like force pulling people towards you and ripping them in half with the, your saber and this really back handle holding technique that he has where he like strikes with his fist downwards and the, the saber comes from behind and, and all of that. And I was just like, okay. Like, it was too little too late. At yeah, that point. yeah. And a lot of that, I would say my complaint with how they kind of characterized him was he's supposed to be this super menacing 
terrifying person. For, yeah. But in Force Awakens, when he would have those temper tantrums, which I didn't mind. I thought that was kind of an interesting take to have him. him. Well, some well, people said like it's similar to how his lightsaber's unbalanced. He's unbalanced. Yeah, right? yeah. but whenever they'd show the temper tantrums, they'd play it for laughs. Yeah. Like, why are you playing it for laughs if you're trying to make him seem like he's an angry, like, unstable guy? Do you think they specifically played it for laughs or the crowd just reacted that no, way? No, they played it for laughs. Look, in the okay. first one, when he has a temper tantrum, you have the soldier in the background kind of cringing, but he's, yes. like, laughably cringing. True. And then the you're second right. time, when it was so well-directed when Ray escapes, like, the room is spinning around him. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, starts freaking out. Then they cut to outside these two stormtroopers walking by and they're all like, no, yeah, 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 like, right. That's JJ. true. That's true. That's true. They really had the chance to really just show his yes. anger. Because yeah. Darth Vader is always shown to be menacing. There's no comedy with Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But with him, they would toss in this comedy and it was unnecessary. And I mean, really Vader at the help. end of Rogue One. My God. Yeah. That was like, if, if you grew up with a kid knowing that Vader was this menacing force, when you got to see Rogue One... That was the Vader that you kind of always expected. It was like Vader at his purest, just aggressive form. He walked in and just started to destroy everyone. And that kind of moment leading up to A New Hope's beginning, the way they like tied it was so well done. Yeah, And it was fun. But with Kylo, it's kind of just like, okay, he's just an angry kid again. Especially even in The Crawl. The last sentence of The Crawl is essentially him saying, them saying uh, Kylo doesn't want anything to risk his supreme leadership. So he's going after Palpatine and it's just like, but it's like, why? Yeah. Like uh-huh. you're okay. So you're afraid that Palpatine still has power, even though you've never seen him or his influence over anything. Then when you go see him, he's just like, buddy, I've been the voice in your head the whole time. And I was just like, well, that's, that's kind of lame. Like, Oh, Snoke, I made Snoke. And then you see a vat of Snokes in the background. <laughs> that was so Dude. cheesy. That was so cheesy, man. Did you think Snoke, because people said Snoke was a clone. Did you think Snoke was a clone the whole time? I didn't even think that much about Snoke, to be honest, to come up with some sort of theory of whether he was a clone or not. But then why did he have force powers? That's like that's the thing I don't understand. Can you clone... Like, when you clone a person, Do they? can you clone force powers? Is that something we've ever seen? I mean, these are... Yeah, these are questions that don't have no answers that aren't worth asking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just disappointed to find out, like you know, oh, just pumping them full of that Sith juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything we've done, I've just essentially have been playing in the background. It's all been my power. It's all been my game. I just feel like bringing Palpatine back was really unnecessary, especially for the story that he was trying to do here. Yeah, I know, like they kind of wanted to set something up with Kylo and Rey fighting against one specific thing yeah yeah but i don't know i think how they brought palpatine back was kind of unnecessary but again like if everything else was if there's other things that had worked well in the movie then maybe it could have just been like something that you would have been nitpicking afterwards but then now it becomes like the main crux of that whole movie like this was unnecessary yeah uh, I mean, so we in the last episode when we talked about Ray and her relationship and who she is, one of my theories was that she was a clone of Palpatine's, like mm-hmm. they imbued of somehow. I was so stuck on the clone idea, I missed the obvious that, and I, again, spoiler, she turns out to be a Palpatine. She's a, a granddaughter of Palpatine, yeah. which in itself is like when you realize, that when, when you find out, you realize that's the only reason they brought Palpatine back, which kind of sucks because like you were saying and this is something you've always said you really wish they had just made her a random jedi because the palpatines and the skywalkers are not the only two 
forces in the Jedi or Sith world. You know, like it's not. It hasn't always just been Skywalkers on one side and Palpatines on the other. It. This isn't the what are the McCoys and the what Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, it's not the Hatfields and the McCoys. So like, why did you turn? Why did you narrow it down to that in the end? Making her a Palpatine and Ben Solo, who is essentially a Skywalker. Now the two. The two to balance out the yin and the yang again. You just keep playing the same game. That felt kind of unfortunate. Uh, it was unfortunate because, again, it just kind of dilutes it all down to just being about these people versus how... Which the, the thing that kind of bothers me, too, is even if you're thinking from like a studio perspective mm. for future stories and everything, wouldn't you want to open it up more versus just having it be about these people? All the time. You know, because then if you open up more, then it opens you up more to having more characters, yeah. more different things <clears throat> that can kind of play out here with this. But I don't know. I just thought it was a weak story thing and a weak in terms of also that it's something people were kind of expecting that yeah. she's going to be related to somebody yeah. and it's blah, blah, blah. And it would have been more original if she wasn't related to anyone. Yeah. But also a weak reveal. The way she finds was. out was unimpressive. Uh, so, you know, if you've seen the film, you know that she has... She ends up on Kylo's ship. She's in Kylo's suite. He figures out that she's there. He confronts her. And then they have this interaction in the, the I don't know, not the dock, but the... Uh, in his condo. And then no. afterwards <laughs> on the condo. Uh, on the dock, yeah. Yeah, the, whatever, the where the, the ship's pulling. And it's, first of all, I, I kind of expected a fight. Um, yeah, it looked like it. Yeah, they were set, it looked like they were really setting up for a fight. And then they kind of just spun around. And he lets her go all the way to the edge knowing that... Even, like, I guess your ship's in the atmosphere. You're not in space, but... I think that was kind of a nod to Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, that's it, right? A lot of people have been saying that this film, if you really were a Star Wars fan, this film really hit the nail of, like, the checkmark of all the cool, fun Star Wars references. Yeah, I think one of the things one of our friends was saying afterwards was that it's like JJ went to Reddit and saw what all the neckbeards yeah. wanted and then just kind of followed the yeah. checklist. But a lot of critics are saying too that it's like he basically had a checklist of things he had to hit and yeah. he just hit all of them. But some of them, I mean, look, some of them I'll be open for, but some of them were just felt like just cheap. Yeah, yeah. You know? That reveal felt cheap. It was cheap. And also just the... The fact that he's her granddaughter is also cheap. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing complained too of people saying how he wa- how he walked back up basically all of Last Jedi. I you know, watching this movie, I don't feel like he walks back a lot of it, I but he think walks so back some key parts of it to the point almost where it almost makes Last Jedi kind of insignificant. Oh, okay. How so? What really in this movie follows from The Last Jedi? Like, there's not really much, almost, when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, even the crawl at the beginning, I was just like, wow, you guys aren't really addressing any... Like, other than the fact that Kylo is the supreme leader now. Yeah. Um, and, like, I really feel if you watch Force Awakens, you can watch this one, and you're pretty much interesting. Up, almost, maybe. Yeah, I mean... Which is really unfortunate. Other than the fact that Snoke is dead, but even at the beginning, you see a vat of Snoke, so it'd yeah. be like... Oh, okay, Snoke was just a clone. That's already answered. Um, the fact that they had their Force connection, that's explored in The Last Jedi. So, like, I yeah. wouldn't say, like, how he... But th- was it explored in The Force Awakens? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay, okay. So that's the so one there's, thing there's that they like needed, that. yeah. But 
I mean, I don't know. I just if so if you re-edited Force Awakens and had a couple scenes of them being force connected, you could probably get away with not having the last Jedi and getting Snow killed somehow. Yeah. Because it's true. If if okay, and and I agree with you. That maybe that maybe is too strong of a term. I guess maybe not that I would completely eliminate no. the last Jedi, but he really. But yeah, if he you watch continue these, from where it yeah. kind of left off. If you watch the three movies, and in your head you can cut out major sections of the film, and let's say turn this into one three-hour film instead of, then Last Jedi is the one I'm cutting out the most. Is essentially what yep. it comes down to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff between, I mean, you get some stuff with fit, like the stuff with Finn and Rose. In the grand scheme of it all, was just for them to fight Phasma at the end. Don't yep. need that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some of the fans don't even like Phasma um, Rose to begin with. So that and they don't use her as much in this. It's last so film. clear. Like I mean, there's so many things that were basically cut out of here. There are additional characters that were introduced that. I mean, what purpose did they serve? The one, okay, the main one that kind of bothered me was, look, I love Richard E. Grant. I think he's a yeah. fantastic actor, and he was good in the movie. But his character really kind of serves no purpose other than to kill Hux and be oh. the bad general at the end. Yeah. Now, how amazing it would it have been if Hux was still the bad guy to the end? I know, obviously, you needed that spy twist in there, which, which really was, so, was no twist. Yeah, the, the, everyone uh, saw that. Coming. But also, if you watch Rebels, you saw that they've done it. Remember? The, yeah, 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 Horcrux or whatever they care. No, yeah. But that like they and they've done that exact same thing because when General Thorn, 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 what's who's that? General Thrawn. Thrawn. When General Thrawn's there and he's trying to figure out who the spy is, mm-hmm. it's it felt like the same storyline when I was watching the film and I was just like, Richard E. Grant even kind of looks like Thrawn, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he even looks at Hux at one point when they're talking about the spy and I'm like, okay, yeah. if you guys he's... don't know that Hux is the spy, and when Hux revealed himself, I'm like, that was the least interesting moment of the movie to me because i was just like yes and when hux pretends that he had been like oh they assaulted me it was a and they you know they kill off hux i did like how they killed him off yes but kind of rough but still it was it was good because that was at least a little shocking yes but it would have been awesome if hux continued to be the bad guy to the end and the way richard e grant dies where like he basically gets blown out of the bridge yeah like because hux is such a terrible person the whole movie at least then there'd be some sort of satisfaction to that yeah like there's like him turning out to be the spy and his only motivation was i I just want kylo to lose like it's stupid yeah that really sucked i really i was i was pretty disappointed in that because yeah the way he was in the first movie where he's essentially delivering a Nazi-esque mm-hmm. speech to a crowd of soldiers to the guy quivering on the floor uh, like when he when he gets shot in the leg and Finn's like, why? And it's just like, I just don't want him to win. And you're like, good God, this is just about pride. This is about the fact that you don't feel he respects you enough. Yeah, He doesn't respect anybody. We've seen that. Why do you, why do you expect to be different? What is this? Some is, are you a scorned partner? You feel like oh he never he didn't love me like the other generals in his army. No, he never cared about you. Yeah, and none of the other generals turned around and started turning on him. Is it that Hux had more power before Kylo came along? That's I the thing I wonder. I don't know. I think in Force Awakens, it's always it's kind of made out that Hux and Kylo are always uh, trying to get. Snow's yeah. attention. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. It was just dumb. I, I thought that twist was kind of stupid, and I thought that was kind of one superfluous character that was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. And then um, the addition of Jana. 
Oh, I was just going to bring her up. Instead yeah. of like, you could tell there at that point, that was kind of their replacement for Rose, even though at least though her character, that conversation she had with Finn, where they talk about being stormtroopers. Very good conversation. So that was the one thing about this movie is that it's very fast paced. Yes. But when it does slow down, the slowdown moments are effective. Yes. But so, so if we talk about some of the good parts of the movie. Yeah. Okay. So like the good parts were that, like that in particular, I thought that, um, conversation between them both being stormtroopers yes. was great very it good gives a little bit of a background to finn somewhat and finn finding that oh there are other people like him yeah i'd like that quite a bit and addressing the fact that the first order was essentially kidnapping children yeah because it's one thing to to see them talk about how the first order is going around doing it it's another thing in this movie where they're showing it a lot because mm-hmm. when they get to that planet where they're trying to get c-3po hacked they show them uh, looking for more children because... Yeah, Carrie Russell's character said that yeah. they came and basically took all the kids. And, and it's hard to keep... I can't stand hearing the crying anymore, yeah, yeah. which was really sad. But then later on, like you said, when he meets Jan and you get the other side of that conversation of just like, I was taken as a child. I used to be a stormtrooper. We all laid our weapons down because mm-hmm. we weren't going to fire on a village. And you're just like, yeah, that's that that's what Finn was going through. And that's, what, that's Finn's story. Mm-hmm. But you know, from another perspective. And then to end Jana's story, you see her go up to Lando at the end and she says to Lando, like, where are you from? And Cloud City or whatever he says. I'm glad that Billy D played that more fatherly yes. than the classic Billy D where it would have been like, hey. where are yeah, you from? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely had Billy D nice. play a very father-esque kind of like, where are you from? She's like, I don't know. It's just like, well, let's find out. And it's just like, it, as much as that's an eye-rolling moment, because it feels like when I was watching it, my yeah, that first setting something up, one hundred percent more movies, an animated series, who knows? But Disney, the machine, has plans for this Star Wars universe, and it doesn't end with the the rise of Skywalker. So I'm okay that that scene got set up. I'm okay that they introduced Jana. I mean, it. Uh, I think Rose she was a good character, very good character. This uh, is the funny thing is that even Richard E. Grant's character was a good character. Yep. They're superfluous. In that, like, they weren't necessarily needed. Yeah. But at least they were good. Yeah. Versus, like, an additional character that's tossed in that's kind of useless, you know? Yeah. Like the imp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who, <laughs> I think one of the other characters that was one of my favorites, and obviously them trying to sell more toys, uh, B- Baba. What, the- Babu Freak. Babu Freak. <laughs> the greatest part of the movie. He is amazing. See, when C3PO <laughs> wakes up from being wiped and he goes, I am C3PO. What's your name? And Babu Freak's just like, Hi. I'm Babu Freak. I'm Babu Freak. <laughs> and then at one point when they're on some other island and c 3 pose like babu freak oh you mean my oldest <laughs> friend <laughs> so good babu freak was the best part of the movie oh my god babu, babu freak and the new droid the the cone droid dio oh the, yeah yeah i thought those two were the best parts and that that droid voiced by jj uh, abrams really so apparently they did the voice just to, as a placeholder yeah and when they were listening to one of the dailies they were gonna hire another voice actor and uh this one of the screenwriters chris terrio was like it just sounded so perfect that yeah. it just stay his voice and he convinced jj abrams to leave it as is. that's cool yeah 
Yeah, because he comes in and he's just like, I like, I like that his catchphrase was like, "No, thank you." Like anyone tried, anytime someone who he didn't like or yeah. didn't feel comfortable with tried to touch him, he'd be like, "No, thank you," and just like roll backwards from them. When they oil his wheel, <laughs> yeah, no more squeaky wheel. That was nice. <laughs> and he's very just, kind. Yeah, and he's rolling in circles around BB-8, yeah. and BB-8's head just spinning in circles. Yeah, see, that's the thing. When you watch the movie and think back to all the childlike wonder of Star Wars, there's some good stuff. There's some in really it. good stuff in there, and. That's why I said, you know, someone else asked me earlier today, how did you feel about the movie? And I was just like, the ending not landing for me really tainted the whole thing for me. But in retrospect, when I think about scene by scene, there's a lot of stuff I actually really liked about it. Yeah. So like seeing it twice, someone was asking me, um, did I like it more or did I like it less? Yeah. And I didn't like it more or less. Yeah. So it at least didn't get worse. It didn't get better. But that first half of the movie still stands up. The first half of the movie I thought was really fun. Like, you know, yeah. when they, they kicks off with them light speed skipping. Oh, that's awesome. And then also um, Poe basically telling Ray how you're just your train, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Um, and then when they go to that, you know, where they meet Babu Freak, when they go yeah. to the... the, the and the, Kelly uh, Russell's Kuzori character. Yeah, when they go to the other planet too okay so when they go to that planet where she has her first confrontation with kylo ren yes and she uses a force lightning on the transport yes and for a split second everyone thinks chewbacca is is dead dead yeah that was that was really well that was yo dude i stood i not stood up but i sat up in my seat and put my hands out like is that how you kill chewy like the only thing that they ruined was in one of the trailers they released you do see a scene from when they're on the on kylo's ship where you see chewy with Finn and Poe and I was like they shouldn't have put that in the trailer because then you really would have because as soon as he died for a split second I was like oh my god he's dead and then I was like no he's not dead yeah because you haven't seen that scene yet so they shouldn't have you didn't have a moment of like that was a fake scene because you know Disney likes to do yeah of course yeah 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 because I 100% forgot about that scene in the trailer and was convinced he was dead and was legit upset oh you mean like the scene from the trailer was yeah no no I didn't you didn't okay because I was I was just like oh my god they killed Chewie and was sitting in my seat so angry and then when Ray uh no because is it Ray yeah Ray the first time Oh, no, no. It's Hux when they say we caught someone and you see see him. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I was happy that the screening we saw together wasn't one of those theaters where people were applauding or like... I like those when people are uh, so into it. I just want to watch. I was kind of bummed out. No one actually... I'm happy. That's really telling because when I saw it the first time, there was... Not too much of that either. And oh, that was opening night. My like, opening we night had screening. Some, but we didn't have a lot. Oh, no. My opening night screening, the first time Lucasfilms comes on the screen, full applause. Mm. Then the scroll starts, full applause. <laughs> then Lando's first appearance, full applause. Yeah. Then, um, like, it just, it, dude, at, at one point I really want to tell people, like, guys, okay, we get it. You're Star Wars fans. Like, calm down. This is going to be, this is a two and a half hour project, like a trip together. Let's not waste and exhaust ourselves applauding every two seconds. So what did you think of Lando in the movie? Okay, so Billy D as an actor, hasn't been doing as much lately. Yeah. And I was concerned that he was going to be rusty as hell. Yeah. I think the energy coming off of him when he came when he did that first scene was very much a swashbuckler who had just gotten old in the game. Yeah. That's how he comes across. Like and his acting was good with that. Like if you showed me uh Childish Gambino, Donald playing the role then, then 
Billy D playing the role next as young self, then Billy D as an adult, I see that evolution. Yeah. I see that like young brash guy who turns into the like the ladies man who then turns into the older general who's realized like there's more to the universe than just getting laid every two days. Especially too when they when they leave and Ray says to him that we need pilots and he's like My pilot yeah, yeah, my my pilot pilot days are are over. over. Yeah. Okay, so my only problem with Lando was the introduction to Lando. Okay. The stormtrooper like, that he kills. Was, that was cool and yeah. that was very like fan service. Of course, of course. I just thought like they could have come up with a more interesting way for her to introduce him because it just basically was like coincidence he's been hanging out on this planet yeah also he helped luke yeah, yeah 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 on this planet yeah also <laughs> he knows what you're looking for but it makes sense planet. oh okay i see what you're saying though it's similar to how like throwing in palpatine to just throw in palpatine when you find out that lando oh you know i it's had luke's book way too coincidence yeah, i did okay. like like i did okay. like the fact that he was helping Luke looking for that guy. Yeah, I, like, I thought that was cool. cool. Cause then that's kind of like, okay, they were, they're all buddies and like, they're still, you know, like the, the some of the stuff that they drop in the movies makes me wish makes they had yeah. done a movie between yeah. six and seven yeah. because it's like Lando and Luke going on adventures together. Sounds dope AF. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leia being trained as a Jedi by Luke. Super. And I would love to see that. Like, yeah, her and and her also having force powers and being able to see in the future that her son's like she was able to know that something was going to happen with her son because she's a Jedi mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons she puts her saber down yeah. and says someone else will pick up my 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 journey later on and it ends up being Rey like that all of those things I'm like I'm down for a six point five I would be down for it mm-hmm. yeah Mandalorian is the show that's supposed to be our six point five but. Meh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Mandalorian, but I don't think we're gonna get the Jedi side of Mandalorian. We're just gonna get a lot of Mandalorian, and that's cool. But there's there's some stuff that I I would love to see. Yeah. So like, I just I thought his entrance they could have come up with a better way to have okay. Him versus it just being that like Leia sent me a message and yeah I'm on this planet. Yeah. And coincidence. I was actually here. Like it just seemed when they kind of plot down it feels like it's lazy story writing but that being said he was really good in it i thought he was really good i like the fact that he was kind of playing like the kind of paternal figure to all of these guys yeah yeah um especially with leia because he's the only one left yeah i was just gonna say it's like you know chewy is the sidekick so even when everyone's dead it's not like you could turn to chewy to be like chewy we need you as a leader yeah and chewy would just you know he'd talk in his wookie language yeah there was one great point there was one great scene where chewy just kind of roars something to ray and ray just goes it is (laughs) yes yeah. And it's like they never really do that ever in the movie where you're like, I have no idea. Yeah, what he just- <laughs> yeah because whenever Han would talk to him, Han would translate like, 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 he wouldn't really translate, but, but he, would, he re- would respond in a yes. way that you know what yeah. he's responding to. Like, it's just he'd like, be like, that was a good milkshake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, so I would like to see more of that with Chewbacca where he says something and people just be like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh Poe and Finn, which I feel is an intertwined story. That mm-hmm. those two characters don't really get their own as much as Finn has his own arc through the fact that he was a stormtrooper turned uh, uh rebellion general by the end of it. 
Um, and then you find out a bit more about Poe because Poe is this awesome pilot who turns out to have been a spice runner. Is spice a code word for drugs? I, yeah, I had to look that up, and apparently it is like drugs in the Star Wars. Okay, world. that's what we thought. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, within context, when they say it, it's just like, okay, you were a criminal. Because everyone's just like, why do you know how to hotwire a speeder? Why do you know how to do this? Like, it's all this like weirdly corrupt. I like that. I also like that part where they're like, you were a spice runner, and he's like, weren't you a stormtrooper? Weren't you a scavenger? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's not throw, you know. Without sin, first stone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that that was a good scene, and his whole re- his uh, Poe and uh, Finn's growth from the Last Jedi to this movie. Again, had you not had Poe Dameron in the Last Jedi be a complete fuck up to the point where I didn't like him at the end of the movie, and you kind of just merge that into the Force Awakens stories where he's a cool dude and then he's just a rebellion leader. And then at the end, because Leia's gone, he's done such a good job that he becomes a general. I didn't need to see him be stupid in The Last Jedi. And in this movie, you see him grow a lot. But I did, like like we were saying before, his growth wasn't contingent on the, the, the other movie. You know what I mean? Um... Like, did you need to see that movie to see him grow as a character and take on leadership roles? Because it's not. Like, I think so. I think because you, okay. it also shows like he actually really does care about his team, especially at the end when like it gets to the point where everyone's probably going to die, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I you get know, that." Like he, you actually see him feel it, whereas before he'd just be like, "Keep on fighting." Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was good. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like he kind of gets shortchanged a little bit. Yeah, I because I, I, you know, he had great ideas, and I did enjoy that one scene where. Ray disappears with like that the 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 skiff skiffer or whatever the, the, to go over the water. Oh yeah, and um, him and oh, Finn, him Finn are Finn. kind of yeah. arguing, and and he's like, "What do you know? What she's doing?" And Finn's like, "And so does Leia." And he's like, "I'm not Leia." And then Finn goes, "Damn right, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome." <laughs> because that's where I finally felt for once someone slaps Poe in the face. Yeah, again, you know. Yeah, because that's what we were saying last time about the Last yeah. Jedi. He needed that. He needs to be reminded, like, mm-hmm. you make bad decisions in as a leader. And at the end, he realized that too, and he tells Finn, "I need you to help me with yeah. this." okay so i could see like that was another good part too okay i could see why the last jedi built that up but do you think again two hours of the last jedi could you not fit something into a a force Awakens storyline to give you that to give us those types of scenes and them still hit i don't know but i don't like the fact that we're discussing getting rid of the last jedi (laughs) (laughs) i'm not talking about getting rid of it i think i'm more my issue with the, the the way the trilogy worked out is, and I've said this to you, is that it, when I watched this last film, it feels like J.J. had a trilogy in him, didn't do the second movie, and then went into the third movie being like, I'm going to finish my trilogy my way. Yeah, I mean, like, I would have preferred it if we had either two options. One option would be you just let J.J. finish the whole course of the movies. Yeah. The other option would have been you have Ryan do the last movie. And continue from the last Jedi. Yeah, to just jump back to the other dude, then you're kind of in a confused situation. The other thing too is, they really should have planned out like how they want it, like a story for all three, how we want this to go. Yeah, and then pass it off onto these guys to figure out how you're going to get it there. And I don't think they really did that, hmm. and that's that causes problems. And that's something that like 
you think JJ would have learned from that? Because that's one thing that the guys behind Lost have said was they realized that was an issue and that's what they started trying to fix in the later seasons was there is like a season or two where you can kind of feel like they're spinning their wheels, like trying to come up with stories. Yeah. And the whole thing was, was, oh, well, we, we weren't coming up with a grand overall arc for like a 23, oh, 24 episode. They were season. doing like procedurals. Like they weren't doing a procedural, but they were kind of writing as they went along. Oh, weird. And I, like you can't do that if you're doing a long form story like this. And also if you're basically saying that, like, I'm going to tell one part and pass off to this person, obviously it's going to change and it's yeah. going to become like a weird broken telephone. Yeah. So I don't know, but Finn and Poe, I think we're good in the movie. Yeah. Um, I really, I think just my, if, if I could really distill it down, my main complaint would just be between Ray, Kylo and the emperor. Finn and Poe, I thought were great. Yeah. Um, all the new characters, even like we were saying how some Abu superfluous were good. Yeah. Um, the action was good. Yeah. The, saber fights were awesome. The saber fight on the old Death Star was great. Yeah. The saber fights at the end, however, I thought were not that good. The end? The one... Kylo versus the Knights of Ren, oh. I thought was extremely Dude, disappointing. We've talked about the Knights of Ren. They are... Talk about useless. The most useless from the first movie. Because do you see them in the first movie at all? Are you in a flashback? Yeah, and like in one of those like those memories at racings or something like that, and you yeah. hear who they are, but you don't you don't see any of them. And, and then, then to not use them in the last Jedi, which is okay. So this is hilarious. Yeah. People have asked Ryan Johnson, "Why didn't you use them?" And he's like, "I wanted to put them in, but I couldn't figure out how to write them in. And the only spot I thought that I could put them in would be to have them be the guards that are around Snoke. Yeah, but I thought that would really be throwing out something that seemed to have some sort of deeper meaning yeah or yeah. importance or something that we could have really expanded on and then essentially that's all they are in this movie they're totally yeah. throwaways like no nope. they have no no, names, dial- no, no, no dialogue. dialogue all they are like you had said when we got out of the theater is they could have just been like like the death troopers yeah in, in rogue if, one yeah like that's, if you they're really just, just nobody yeah, yeah yeah that's that's what really bothered me about them being there is that you have these guys who are <laughs> essentially living action figures you've mm-hmm. designed some a, a new toy and you're like well we need to sell action figures so let's make each one of them look different and put them in the movie and they do some stuff and then we can sell them as toys when we need to when people need sets and are collectors so I, and that's something that bothers me sometimes I hoped we were going to get something out of them especially that scene where you see Chewie go out to see Ray and then you right. see them pop out and you're like oh yeah this. they're watching him so I was like now we're going to see who these guys are yeah. and like how menacing or how bad they are Nothing. Nothing. You don't see anything. When they were hunting the the group on the planet. They're just walking around in the shadows. Nothing. The only thing that seemed like maybe they were setting up for a cool fight was the the buildup to when Kylo's about to fight them as Ben Solo or whatever the hell you call (laughs) him. At that point. Like the setup and right before they're about to get into the fight, you're getting all excited like, oh, we're going to get a cool fight. Yeah. And it's so poorly choreographed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, so horrible, horrible, de- horribly done. And like, even when Ray was fighting the Emperor's guards there too, that was at least a little bit neater because she was like force deflecting the yeah, blasters. Yeah, I but thought that was cool. Same thing. It wasn't a well choreographed fight. Like yeah. these are two fights that should have been like, you know, like everyone talks about the throne room fight in the Last Jedi. Yeah, these should have been the fight sequences that everyone would have been talking about. But no, they sucked. At least the lightsaber fight on the Death Star was good because it showed then that 
Ray can actually fight with a lightsaber because in the yeah. last Jedi in that throne room fight, like she takes on only two people, whereas Kylo yeah, I was taking on, on half six. the room. And you can see it's because she's not trained. Yeah, but in this one, at least you can see like she's fighting against yeah. him and holding her own. And yeah, it's just those two fights seem like they would have been setups for something cool, and they just were very weakly done. The other thing too is the cinematography. Mm. We're talking about those fights. Yeah cinematographer felt like i really felt like he phoned it in on a few of these scenes oh really i mean like again like that those two fight sequences they could have been shot better and they were weak yeah interesting i would have i i mean i thought some of that stuff at the end was good i i agree with you that the thing that i mean so i wanted to bring it back speaking of the fights the fight that they have where they're force fighting because remember when she's on the ship and he's on the ground and they start fighting Oh yeah, through the f- through their yeah. connection. Yeah, when they're not actually in the same room, <laughs> and from her perspective, he's on the ground, uh, on the planet, and from his perspective, uh, no, sorry, from her perspective, she's on the ship, and on his perspective, they're on the ground. Yeah, but they're fighting each other, and like they both don't know where they are. Yeah, and I, I you know, I thought it was cool when he walks past the camera and it pans. Yeah. and changes. I was like, that's a really good transition. Mm-hmm. You get points for that when they both fight and they knock, like you know, his lightsaber hits the um, barrel of berries, and then the berries spill on the floor in front of her on the ship. I was like, okay, yeah. There's a whole bunch, of, and once again, we've talked about this uh, since the last episode and since we've watched this i'm not one for the force matter transfer i'm into it because you it's were something saying, new yeah. and i do like that they're showing new things about the force and stuff here and there because yeah. now it's just like the same old stuff so I, I do like that there's some new stuff like that yeah my partner said the same thing my partner was on the same page as you by saying that like as much as they didn't introduce it before it was a cool new thing to have in the universe because it, it was fun to see them do it and granted that fight where they're ship planet and they're like fighting back and forth then he figures out she's on the ship in yeah. in his quarters because they both knock over vader's helmet mm-hmm. and i'm like okay this is cool however i for me i don't like the fact that at the end she transfers the lightsaber to him it really See, does bother me because i really liked that that's one of I the th- few parts in that movie, especially around the end, that I really liked. I did like that she transferred him the lightsaber. It's just because, so they're both, so, you know, at, at the end, you have Ray standing in front of Palpatine. You have Kylo, who's f- uh, fighting off the Knights of Ren. And then there's this moment of clarity where they're, they're both like looking at their adversary. Like she's staring at Palpatine. She reaches behind, and then you realize that they're looking at each other. Like, cause they have that moment on yeah. their in their eyes where their eyes kind of do this thing, and then he nods, and then he pulls out the lightsaber. I thought that was awesome. At, okay, but once again though, them playing for jokes, he shrugs. He doesn't shrug. He kind of he. he what was he, that? He then? Takes a lightsaber and he basically like motions to the Knights of Ren's like, "Let's go." Yeah, yeah, but. I thought that but the Knights of Ren, like the fact that the Knights of Ren looked confused, like, what the hell? And then he's just like, let's go. And I'm like, I didn't like that. That's what I thought is like up to that part. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great fight. Yeah. And then it was lame. Yeah. Especially since, uh, and then again, for the Knights of Ren, you have him surrounded. Yeah. He puts his hand behind his back and a lightsaber appears in his hand and none of you just immediately start like, why did you guys just wait? Why were you all just standing Because they were shocked, man. Ugh. 
Yeah, they that's that's something that I'm hoping. You know, I, there was a I don't remember what show it was recently where they had characters like fighting like you know in TV shows it's always like one guy fighting five people and they it's all attack. always one at a time. Yeah, yeah. But there was a show I was watching recently where there was like one guy fighting five people and all five just attacked at the same time. And I was like, yeah, that's what I would expect to happen mm-hmm. in the real world. So the fact that the Knights of Ren were like a group surrounding Kylo who had no lightsaber stood there watched him pause in the middle of the fight a lightsaber appears and they still don't do anything until he shrugs not sorry gestures that i got a lightsaber now let's go seems so ridiculous to me like that's one of those scenes where it's like now you're nitpicking oh see and this is what sucks anytime i make a comment like this people call me a nitpicker it's just like brian's nitpicking because he wants things to be logical I mean, that's that's a complaint that you can apply to so many movies. Of course, yeah. But and and, and that's the thing. We need to start holding these movies to a higher standard. No, Star I Wars, agree with that. Star Wars as a, as a franchise might not be like. Don't get me wrong. We, I mean, even Mark Hamill said it. They're, it's not the best dialogue in the first three movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the 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 prequels, not the greatest movies either. That one is not as much a dialogue as the story itself is kind of this crazy, wild, convoluted adventure. And then these last three movies, I, I mean, it feels like we got back to form with Force Awakens. Yes, mm-hmm. it was a nod to the original three, but it was still a very fun movie. The acting was great. The setup was... I, I really like Force Awakens. It wasn't... Uh, Rogue One's still my favorite out of the, the newer movies. You've said you didn't like Rogue One as much. No, I like... Rogue One is my favorite of the new Oh, okay. Movies. Which... Uh, oh, Oh, you and I argued about Han Solo. Yeah. Because I generally don't like Han Solo, but that's fair. But, you know, you can see Disney, since Disney's gotten their hands on the franchise, they're trying. They're trying in the sense that they want to sell toys, but they're still trying. I feel like with this movie, because we've always spoke about how Kathleen Kennedy is super with ensuring quality control. Yeah. And I feel like with this movie, they were really trying to find a balance between satisfying the Reddit trolls and satisfying you know fans and whatnot and i just i don't know like it's just it's (sighs) i thought kathleen kennedy's done a great job i think she's amazing i think she's the kind of president that every studio should hope to have yeah and that's why i'm shocked that they put out a movie here that is not like at the bare minimum a seven on ten you know like and I think they basically were at a moment where they probably were thinking, we need to make sure we satisfy these these fans who hated everything about okay. The Last Jedi. And I just felt like they walked things back in terms of quality, too. Like, it, I don't know. The movie just didn't really overall work. But at the same time, too, you know, we're complaining so much about it. I do want to, to point out that it's not a bad movie. No, I know. I know. I know. It really isn't it's bad. True. There are, There are good moments to it. It is a fun movie, too. Yeah. It's just that... I'll give you some main scenes. The dead speak. Sigh right there. Yep. Palpatine, you're his granddaughter. Big sigh right yep. there. Um, when when they kiss. Oh. Oh, that was Dude. a big sigh. So uh, not even just the kiss. The Romeo and Juliet moment of that really bothered me. When she transfers him force energy to bring him back to life. Yeah. 
I didn't understand what was the reasoning she did that. Like, there was no reasoning there. He has come there to kill you, essentially. He's trying to fight you. He's never given you any inkling that he has any sort of willingness to turn back to, yeah. like... She's just going off of the fact that he keeps seeing himself killing his dad. And Do you think it's because Leia died and she felt... That, that makes no sense. So your mom died, so I feel guilty. I'm going to bring you back to life. That makes no sense to me. That makes no It's the only no thing I could think of. Sense. And that's... So, okay, well, the one thing that bothered me about this movie versus the other movies, and I think Katie had mentioned this either on, on your podcast or in conversation before with us, mm. but... One thing that about Ray is always very calculated with what she does. Yeah. Even in The Force Awakens, she's very she does not run off too much emotion. Yeah. Whereas like Luke was all emotion, God, no yeah. thought to anything. Yeah, because doesn't Yoda tell him, "Yo, you can't leave yet. You're not fully trained." He's like, "Nah, homie, I gotta go." And like, <laughs> and they're like, in this movie, Ray is just all emotion, yeah, basically. Yeah. And and even Finn calls her out on that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go to Exo. What's the planet called? Exegol. Exegol. Yeah. And I'm gonna kill Palpatine. Finn's just like, "Yo, that's not you. Like, what's like? Wh- this isn't the type of. This is not the vibe I get from you usually. What's going on?" And she's so, just like, no, I just have to do this. So, like, I, d- I didn't understand why she brought him back to life. Like, they, they, it mm-hmm. made no sense to me. Okay, fine. She does that. Whatever. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like that. But so, that leads so, up to them. So, so then, 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 um, that, that was another point where I sighed. Yeah. And then when he dies, I straight up laughed in the theater. Yeah. Because it was so cheesy. And then the other scene, which I think is. The worst scene in oh, the entire movie. Yeah, we talked about this. Is when she runs back to that island that Luke was on. Yeah. And she decides, I'm just going to go into exile. Yeah. Like, they're cramming so much into this movie. Again, this did not have to be written in there. Like, she didn't have to go back there or whatever. Yeah. And then she's about to throw Luke's lightsaber in the fire. <laughs> and then Force Ghost Luke pops out, <laughs> catches a lightsaber, and is like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Like, as good as Mark Hamill was in The Last Jedi, like, yeah. he was so good in The Last Jedi. You yeah. know, when you see an actor who is, look, he's he's an all right actor. Yeah. But then you see him in The Last Jedi, and you're like, man, this guy is... He brought it home. He's he's pulling out all the yeah, chops, yeah, yeah, yeah. chops he can here. And then you see him in this movie, and it's like, wow, <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> that whole scene with Luke... And their conversation and everything, yeah. and then Luke raising, Luke raising as a as a Star Wars nerd. Yeah, I'm really gonna nerd it out for you here. That really bothered me that he lifted the X-wing for her. Why? Because, because that's what Yoda did for him. Yes, but why did Yoda do that for him? Yoda the whole time was trying to prove to him that you can do this yourself. Yeah, Luke could never do it, and he kept whining, "I can't do it. It's impossible." And then Yoda does it, kind of as a screw you. Yeah. This is possible. I can do this. Yeah. And there's no like he's just like I'm just gonna lift my yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically like when a when a dad's like here, daughter, you can take my car. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so weak. There was no powerful moment there. It was only again like a moment where, as like a Star Wars nerd, you're like, there's Luke's X-wing. It's back. Yeah. Like, it was. I mean, the powerful moment so in that stupid. scene in that moment was supposed to be when he hands her Leia's saber. Yeah. That was supposed to be the powerful moment. I mean... But still, even that just kind of It felt, felt kind of flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, you're showing them training when they're younger, and it uh, gives you some backstory that, oh, okay, so Le- Leia did train to be a yeah. Jedi, because that was something, too, Katie was asking also. Like, yep. did she ever become a Jedi? But, like, even that kind of falls flat. Oh, cool, here's Leia's lightsaber. Yeah. Now there's two lightsabers, which you need at the end. Yeah, bring both of them. Like, 
Okay. Do do you know why I need both of them? No, I can't tell you. Even though it seems like I can, t- I know what's gonna happen. I knew you were a Palpatine this whole time. Really? Yeah. So did Leia. Really? Yeah. Because it's not about blood. It's about who you are inside. But where is Luke's lightsaber? Now the green one from Return of the Jedi. Where is that lightsaber? Isn't that the lightsaber that he no, had? That's the lightsaber that Anakin had, that Obi Wan gave to Luke. That Luke lost when Darth Vader cut his hand off in Empire Strikes Back. Oh. That's not his last one. Huh. No one knows where it is. I guess, well, it, you know what? When they say that this is the last of the Skywalker line of films, I think if anything, it just, like, when Ray, when the movie ends and Ray is burying uh, Luke and Leia's lightsabers yeah. in the sand on yeah. Tatooine, that just made me think whatever your next movie is going to be, it's going to be someone finding those lightsabers or someone hunting for those lightsabers or someone hunting for Luke's lightsaber. It's going to be something like that because okay. it's so talking about hunting for things. Yeah. This whole movie was ripe with MacGuffins. Oh, it's OK. Oh, my God. So the Jedi Wayfinders or the Sith Wayfinders, yeah. they're looking for those. Yeah. Then they're looking for this, uh, the stupid uh, blade. The blade, yeah, to like, translate from the Sith thing. That's such a J.J. Abrams thing. Like, there's yeah. so many MacGuffins that are just... We've seen Wayfinders before, though, haven't we? In the cartoons. Yes, but like, okay. I, look, when I watch these movies, I'm going into these movies not assuming anything from these cartoons are factoring in because that's how I feel you should be watching these movies. That's fair. The cartoon stuff are just little bonus things for the the super nerds. Yeah. But, like, again, they're tossing all these things in, and it's just things to kind of move to whatever direction that they want it to go. But I don't know. It's just so much of that stuff annoys me. I find it lazy. Yeah. It's lazy storytelling. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all about the hunts. Like, we're, we're looking for this. We're looking for that. Uh, and I, I, like I said, I really think that that's what's going to be the next, the next arc, whatever it's, it's going to be, whether it be 20 de- years down the road, I think it's going to be like the re cause you know, in the last Jedi, the whole thing was about, uh, towards the end, the, a lot of what Luke was saying was there shouldn't be Jedi. There shouldn't be Sith. And this movie actually ends with the end of the Jedi and the Sith. No, Ray is now a Jedi. Yeah. But she's like, she's made her own lightsaber. She is sure. a Jedi now. Yes. But is she going to try and build back? Because without the Sith, if she doesn't do anything, isn't the universe in balance? Wouldn't the That's smartest the thing, thing so be to is, not balance? This them? is the thing, right? They set that up in The Last Jedi, that conversation of balance and how, like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then I, feel I mean, like and, and Freddie Prince Jr. also talked about it in his rant that he did on that interview. <laughs> that that you know, one of the big things about this whole George Lucas through to everyone else, it's always been about trying to balance things. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. So, so you you assume that they would have maybe figured out some sort of balance would have been I don't know whether Kylo managed to stay alive, but he's not a super bad guy. Yeah. And he maybe exiles him. I don't know, but. The way they've basically ended it now is she is a Jedi. Yeah. What happens from here onwards, though? Because apparently all the Sith are dead. So what happens? But clearly people can still go to the dark side, I guess. I don't know. Who knows where they're going to go? Yeah. But it doesn't end where the Sith and the Jedi are dead because she is clearly a Jedi. Because one of the last Sorry. steps of becoming a Jedi is you build your lightsaber, right? Yeah. And she did that. So okay. Rey is now a full on Jedi. And who knows what happens now? Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, what happens now is multiple cartoons, video games, yeah. uh, expansion of the franchise, uh, you know, animated movies maybe because they saw how Spider-Man did into the Spider-Verse and they're probably just like, hey, we could make animated movies, uh, you know, get some cool voice actors, toss them in, make a make some money. Who knows? I oh, mean, I'll tell you one other thing. Talking about voice actors, one thing I liked was at the end when she starts hearing the voices of the other Jedi. Oh, yeah, Liam. So she hear, you hear Liam Neeson. Yeah, quite You hear Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Uh, Ewan McGregor and yeah. Alec Guinness. Yes. Uh, Yoda. Yep. And then you hear a whole bunch from the cartoons. Yes. Okay. That that is who. Okay. You hear Ahsoka Tano. You hear two other women from the cartoon. Okay. I can't remember the Jedi names or the actresses' names. And then you also hear Freddie Prinze as Kanan uh, from yeah. Rebels. You hear him too. Okay, that's what I thought. And um, and then the last one is is Luke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool too, especially for you know the, the super yeah the super nerds, nerds to be like oh my god. But that also tells Tells you one thing, Sokatano's dead. Then, oh shit! <laughs> oh yeah, I guess yeah, because yeah, oh, damn. So one one thing that I had read online, someone had pointed out, was you don't hear Ezra. No, yeah, I didn't hear Ezra. So who knows if he's alive or if he's still in the wind or whatever? Because at the end of Rebels, he disappears, and yeah. then it kind of ends showing an older Sokatano, and I can't remember the name of the Mandalorian girl. But they oh, basically yeah. are deciding that how now that they've kind of set things up, they're gonna go out to try and find where he is, uh, okay. and that's how Rebels basically ends. Okay. Oh, spoiler alert! You never finished Rebels. That's okay. okay. I've gotten pretty far, <laughs> yeah. so I, I don't mind. I don't. No, no. That's. I so, mean, that's still fun to get to. I, I'm happy that Ahsoka shows up. More. Kanan dies. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> he does die, but he dies in Rebels. Is so he dies uneven. in Rebels. Yeah. Okay. It's so uneven, but he dies in a pretty great way. In okay, Rebels. that's cool. Yeah. So is Maul still around though? No, because Maul dies to Maul dies oh, also in Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, because so. Obi shows up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So I'm I'm definitely gonna watch that because I I mean there's a lot of stuff that I already knew going into it, so I'm not really that hurt about the fact that it, you know some of these characters are dead. So so let's break it down then, like in point form. What did you like? Give me give me like five things you liked. Uh, Jana. Janna's story, yep. that interaction with her and Finn, talking yeah. about all the st- stormtroopers, liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked... Um, uh, th- <laughs> I liked C-3PO. You know what? I, li- I, ha- I hate C-3PO. But this, you have to admit. And this is the, one, the yeah. only movie where I actually liked him. Uh, even at like uh, like C-3PO's interaction, like the one time when they're on that planet and they all look back at C-3PO because C-3PO is like, yes, they only have this festival every 42 years. Yeah. And then they all turn to look at C-3PO and then C-3PO <laughs> pauses for a second and then turns around to look behind him like, what are they looking at? Yeah. That, I cracked up the first time and the second time seeing that because that was a genuinely funny moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed Lando. Yeah, Lando was good. Because Lando's energy in this movie wasn't as much. Like I said, pirate buccaneer swashbuckler turned like, you know, general slash like uh, caring person. Like his his line that he says to Ray, you know, send Leia my love. And he like, but he didn't say it creepily. Like, you know how usually he would have said it like. There was a there was a little slyness. To yes, it. there's st- there was still the the, the the sly player voice in it, but it was also still like, you know, oh, I I'm- I would love to recut that scene where Ray says and he says that to Ray, and then you just go back to Ray, and it's just like her looking at him, and then him <laughs> looking at. Her. But yeah, so I like so Lando, uh, C three PO, Janna. Um, uh, what else did I like? Uh, the the lightsaber battles. I, I think I liked. The, the the lightsaber battle on uh, when like I mentioned when they're fighting and they're force fighting 
even even if I hate the force matter transfer, I like the force fighting. Yeah. Um, and then I think the last thing. Oh, I genuinely like this scene as much as the trailer made it look silly. When when she cuts off the wing from his from Kylo Ren's ship, mm-hmm. uh, and she like runs forward, flips, cuts the wing off. That whole sequence that leads up to her doing the force lightning. Loved it. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I too. loved her doing the force lightning. First of all, her trying to pull the ship yeah. down surprised everybody dude, too. Dude. Right? Her yeah. pulling the ship was badass. Yeah. Then her then Kylo lifting his arm and like countering her pull and them just fighting over the ship. And then Kylo and then even Kylo says it later. I just did it to see to yeah, s- push you. I just wanted to push you. And she put so much force that she couldn't control it and just lightning, like full on lightning, force lightning, and blew up the ship as much as that moment sucked because i thought chewy was genuinely dead which you know because you had that moment but you also knew oh he's we see him later yeah but for me i was just like oh damn um yeah if you're gonna ask me five things i didn't like didn't like the kit the romeo and juliet setup at the end didn't like the uh hux's reveal because it felt stupid um didn't like uh i didn't like the way rose was depicted because it really felt like they just they just did that because the fans didn't like her, so they're just like, let's limit her accent. They Look. gave her like hardly anything yeah. to do when they made her a major secondary character in yeah. the second movie. It really like, sucks. That was really... I felt like she got super short-changed. Yeah, because I, f- I feel like that actress... Uh, Even when he was like asking Rose to come with him on the ship yeah. to the first, and she was like... No, I'm gonna stay here yeah. and look at Star Destroyer designs. It's like what? I was like, wait, why would you even write a scene where you the call to action, the call to action in a soup in like a movie, a hero's tale, is such an important thing, and you're being called to action. You're just like, no, I'm gonna stay behind. Also, like the way he puts his hand on her shoulder was very much like, yeah, dude. Yeah, it looked. We're not together, by the way. It looked like he was about to lean in and kiss her, and then put the hand and leaned out, and I was like, oh my god, like if you thought there was something. Thing. If this was a teenage like CW show, that's when you realize that guy's not into you. Yeah. <laughs> like it was really. The other rough. thing I was thinking too is when there was that whole talk about what was he about to tell Ray. Oh yeah, it's annoying. Um, and how they kind of made it out like he was gonna tell her maybe I, I love, love you. you. Yeah. But the more I thought about it was I think he was gonna tell her that he's force sensitive. But like, why? Like, why would? Why is it an important thing to tell her before he's about to die? I don't know. Because like I get I I get what you're saying because you because said that because every now and then you keep thinking that maybe he's pining after but it really didn't seem like it in this movie it seemed like True. he just wasn't pining after anybody yeah 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 I feel like I really felt probably in this movie more than in the other ones that his care for Ray was truly like as a friend like yeah. their best friend because in basically. the last movie it almost seems like he's an obsessed love puppy because he's willing to risk it all to make sure she doesn't get hurt on her way back yeah and I was just like okay dude that seems like some poor planning but okay in this one it was very much just like he's going on missions without her and he seems perfectly fine when she's not around yeah it doesn't seem like he's upset about the fact that she's not there with him yeah. so I get that um the the other thing i didn't like uh oh i just had it in my head and i I just drew a blank i guess i didn't dislike it that much if it went away um but yeah oh i mean one of the the things that it's not that i liked or disliked and and i understand under the circumstances this was as much as they could do with leia but it was a little hard to watch the interactions with leia um a because she had passed on so it was sad in the sense that this actress is gone 
Uh, but then also in B, in the sense that the way, I guess they only had a limited amount of dialogue they could use. So it felt like a lot of the dialogue with her was written just for them to be, for her to be, to set up for her to deliver that line. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times it was just uh, them talking to her, her delivering the line, and that was the end of the interaction. Not many of, not much of it was back and forth. There was only twice where it was like back and forth. All the others was like set up, delivery, and move on. Yeah. And that was hard. Um, yeah, and that's not on her. That's not on them. It's just the matter of the situation. But it's still, it was a little hard to watch because, you know, Carrie did such a good job. She did a good job in The Force Awakens. And she did a good job in The Last Jedi. I thought, you know, for someone that, and she's admitted it herself, that went through a lot of hardship in Hollywood and dealt with a lot, um, to come back and be like, well, you know what? This this franchise was something I always cared about. I'm going to bring that energy. To, so for the third movie, for her performance to just be, unfortunately, not something she could control, that kind of was, that was a sad moment for me. Hmm. But I, I, I genuinely loved Princess Leia, and I thought, she, you know, her energy was always there. Her death was very sad. Um, the way they set it up t was even like Maz looking at her and being like it's going to take everything she has to connect to her son I was like okay so this is how you guys are going to kill her off yeah. I was like ah oh, that really sucks like but it was to be expected mm -hmm. so but yeah you what are your five five things I liked yeah um I liked I like I really liked the first half like Finn Poe and Ray kind of going on those like adventures in the first half yeah like you said her and Kylo on the desert island, yeah, you know, a, f f force pushing against that transport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. The whole shock of Chewie possibly dying, I thought was great. Yeah. How they go in and rescue Chewie, I thought was also. Oh cool. yeah, yeah, um, that was classic. That was that's true. That was a, a very throwback. Classic yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Them hiding and then the yeah. troopers walking by and them popping out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Babu Frick was awesome. Oh, true, Babu. Um, the lightsaber <laughs> fight on the uh, on the Death Star was great. The the new you know droid was pretty cool. Yeah, the Dio Dio Dio. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I I really liked how they brought how they wrote Leia's storyline in this movie. Yeah, I agree with like what you're saying in that like there are a couple moments where the interactions between the actors you could feel something seemed a little off. Yeah, which is interesting but I, I liked how they how they wrote her in and how they wrote her out too and how yep. she managed to have that sort of um, confrontation or reunion with, uh, with with Kylo Ren which we had thought was not going to happen since she passed yeah. away and I felt that moment too where did those two ever have a scene together they didn't that's what sucked yeah um, the know surprise of him seeing Han Solo yeah I thought that worked really well because, first of all, I did not expect that. Me neither. And but that was probably supposed to be Leia. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm sure that was supposed to be Leia, and that she because she passed, they couldn't do it. So and they got that on. interaction, I thought was really was really well written. Yeah. And because um, it was a, it was like almost it was a throwback to so many. It was a throwback to the bridge in yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, the other thing I noticed. Although too, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. The other thing that I kind of noticed like too was that. Kylo keeps doing that, like pointing his finger at people. Yeah. And that's something that Han Solo would do in all of the movies. Oh, interesting. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and then like the bad whew, emperor, stupid. Yes. The Romo, Romeo and Juliet thing, stupid. Horrible. Um, the, um, Knights of Ren. Knights of Ren. Totally, waste. totally useless. Huge waste. Um, the Luke Skywalker scene. Yeah, I mean that Luke Skywalker scene. You know, is one hundred percent again a nod to Yoda and Luke. 
What a letdown that was, though. It, that's that is yeah. the worst scene in the movie, <laughs> and the worst scene in all of these new movies. Oh wow! And maybe one of the worst scenes in the franchise, in the entire franchise. <laughs> I really, Hot really. Damn. From that point, when that mo- when that scene came, I turned to my sister in the theater and I said. I feel like we're watching one of those cheesy Indian dramas that <laughs> mom watches on TV sometimes. I mean, it one of really our... felt like that. And then even, dude, going down to like, okay, the other thing I hated, when the Emperor starts sucking the life force out of them, yeah. it looked so cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially because Ray's like <laughs> screaming, but Kylo's just like, ah. Like, <laughs> Kylo... Also, Snap's death. Snap that that dude that the pilot there Snap Wexley. Oh he, yes, his death like so they set it up in a way to make it like oh Poe is really so upset about it, but there was no setup. It's just like he gets shot and he <laughs> yeah. dies. It's not like you know he was caught stuck in a crossfire yeah. or something. Like they could have given maybe. 30 seconds more of scene to that to make that have a little bit more weight it had zero because snap's been around for a while he's He's basically the wedge of these yeah okay also wedge coming back as awesome as that was he was there for like a second but is he playing wedge no because wedge was there wedge was the guy who was piloting the the guns in the falcon at the end when they come back you literally see him on screen for like a second and he says something like great piloting lando oh that's wet that's I, th- I thought that was um i thought that was anthony daniels no you feel like he was just out of out of like yeah costume? i thought they were just giving him a, a seat no, one that final was wedge oh my god what sucks too is i had heard that apparently the you know the old dude at the beginning of force awakens yeah who has uh the plans that he gives to poe and then gets killed by kylo ren Apparently that character oh, yeah, was okay. supposed to be played by Wedge. That was supposed to be Wedge, ah. and the Dennis Lawson turned it down because he said, "I I don't want like a, such a small role." And then look what he ends up in this. I don't know how much of that is true, Damn, dude. Yeah. but look what he ends up in this one. They could have given Wedge a little bit more <laughs> screen time. Oh my god. So, okay, so yeah, on ten because just you said you said it's barely a seven. No, it is definitely not a seven. This are you crazy? <laughs> it's I would say I would say it's a solid five that I would still recommend to people who are fans of the franchise because it there's still enough fun in yeah. the movie that you'll have fun watching it. And then the the parts that I think are cheesy and awful yeah. are fun enough that at the end of the movie you're gonna have a good laugh making fun of this stuff with your friends. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I was gonna say five also. I expected you to give it higher because no. I I thought I liked it less than you. But if I feel like we liked it equal, we just had different things we liked and yeah. different things we disliked. Um, it's definitely better than all of the prequels. Yes, yes, yes. Did anyone say the prequels are better? Yeah, dude. People are saying the prequels are better than all of these movies. Okay, well, those people just don't matter. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of prequel apologists. Oh, my God. And to those people, I say, watch those movies again now. Yeah. <laughs> because they're, I've seen them again recently, man. And everyone always says Revenge of the Sith is still really good. I watched that within like the last week. It is a terrible movie. Yeah, I don't like, like, Anakin. Anakin is one of the, easily one of the more annoying characters. Yep. 
it's just those movies are basically where you you look at it and you're like he really needed someone else to take his story and write the script and he needed someone else to direct yeah and if he would have let people into his process those movies could have been good he directed the directed all of them but all of the prequels he did all the prequels and he did the first star wars yeah okay that's what it was he didn't do the second and the third no okay and was I don't there a even reason? think he wrote the screenplay. I think he wrote the story, but I don't think he wrote the script. Oh, interesting. I think because at that point he was just very busy with Luke's, Lucasfilm and everything. Okay, Luke Skywalker. Uh, sorry, George Skywalker Lucas. Sound. By the way, yeah. 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 So. For those of you wondering who we're talking Industrial about, Industrial Light and Magic, like all of those companies, yeah, are all his. Like, yeah. He really did a whole bunch of yeah. stuff. Star Wars turned into a multi-billion-dollar business for him. Mm-hmm. Like forget about like and merchandising. Like how he they made a lot it. of technical. He did a lot of technical achievements. Yeah, with, yeah. The THX sound and all that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is uh, this is how it ended. This is where it went. Do so. you think that where they take up take it up from now? Mm-hmm. Which okay, quick question: Would you prefer Old Republic or Future? I would kind of be interested in seeing Old Republic. Yeah, stuff. me too. I've had a lot of conversations with friends, and a lot of people are just like, "Yeah, it's it's." Because the old Republic stuff doesn't disappear, right? The extended universe, it's the future stuff that, like, uh, Luke's wife, Marsa Jade. No, 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 dude. Anything that was all of those books and everything, they're all not canon. Even old Republic? None of it is canon. But old Republic stuff doesn't doesn't change anything. None of it's canon anymore. None of it. None of it. That's that's it. that's stupid. I'm, I feel like every few months I run into a friend where I have to break that news to them. Just last night I did to another friend. Well, I I knew that the extended no, universe, the future moving no, no, forward, no, no. everything, the three extended kids, extended universe in general, extended universe in general, no longer canon. They call it legends. Yeah, or legend, which is why yeah, legends, they, they they are free to take aspects of that and put it into these stories, which they've done. Th- yeah, the Thrawn. Yes, exactly. And force healing. Mm-hmm. But none yeah. of this stuff is is canon anymore so like you think about your old republic and all that stuff nope none of it i just don't understand why you'd kill your history when you haven't like there's nothing i think they wanted a carte blanche to basically do whatever the hell they wanted to do and plus also think of it this way if you kind of reset it then you can sell more things because you're basically doing things all over again but yeah i would like to see old republic because i would kind of like to see like what it would have you know the old jet because you know we didn't really get much of that with the prequels yeah no no not at all weak yeah, yeah, the prequels don't go far back. Weak. Go back far enough, because uh, there's a video game, right, for the Old Republic. But yeah, I th- it was Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> but that's not even canon. The rumor was that they were going to the uh, the Game of Thrones dudes were going to do Old Republic stuff for their trilogy. Oh, cool. But that's canceled. So, oh yeah, because now they're happening. doing. The only thing that they have on the schedule is there's supposed to be an untitled Star Wars movie for 2022. Oh, no one knows what it is. Okay. No one knows who's going to do it. No one even knows if that's even still happening. And the thing that I'm concerned about is when they had asked Ryan Johnson if he wanted to do this one, he negotiated with them, I don't want to do this, but I would like to do a A brand new trilogy of my own. There's nothing set on that. So some people are thinking that because of all like the fan backlash against The Last Jedi that they're going to cancel that. So I don't know. I really hope not. I would love to see him. Like this is the other thing we talk about too. Give these people a small budget. Let them do whatever the hell they yeah. want to do and like see where it goes. Like it could be awesome. Yeah. Which is hilarious too because Ryan Johnson is the only filmmaker they've had, which one, they've had no problems with. Yeah. Two, he came in under budget. Oh, wow. And he came in three, huh. like ahead of schedule. Oh, wow. Okay. So like 
he was their golden boy and yeah. then when all the the fan geeks turned on him then it clearly looks like who knows what's going to happen here so i'm really wondering like if they're going to move forward with his movie i really yeah. hope so cuz i'm curious to see what he would do is it true that all the movies were supposed to come out in the summer but because of the shooting schedules they all got pushed to christmas so the first one was supposed to come out in may they yeah. wanted to do like may the 4th kind yeah. of stuff and then after Harrison Ford broke his foot, oh yes, that's what they it was. had to delay it. And JJ was really twisting them to try and delay it. And they were basically like, "Either you finish the movie, or we're going to fire you." Oh. So when Harrison broke his foot, it kind of was like a blessing in disguise for yeah. JJ because he had time to continue to work on the script and do some reshoots. Uh, Last Jedi, I think, same sort of thing. They initially were thinking they'll do May, but then they just decided on December. Yeah. Um, and then this one again. They, they. It seems like they always decide to do it for May, and then they always push it to December. Okay. December kind of is now obviously official yeah, became Star a thing, Wars. Yeah. The thing where they really screwed up was Han Solo. Solo. They yeah. released Solo too quick after Last Jedi, and yeah. even Bob Iger himself had said that I should have pushed it to December. I don't like. Yeah, because then then they say that ended up causing the they fatigue. That, yeah, they. Said the backlash from the last Jedi, and yeah. then also like the fatigue too. It yeah. just didn't work out, and everyone always says, "Well, why do these movies have fatigue and the MCU doesn't?" But the MCU movies, they're all different. Yeah, they're different characters, well, I, yeah, and they all have like a different feel to them. That's too. what people need to understand. The difference between Guardians of the Galaxies and Winter Soldier; those are not they're even if they're sending the same. Yeah, same universe, completely different types of storytelling. Yeah. So you can't compare. Whereas like Star Wars, it's pretty much the same space opera story style all the whole way through action space opera this new movie is is basically a space soap opera yeah that's what the franchise is yeah yeah but i mean this one really like yeah, yeah, really yeah. goes for the soap opera <laughs> so, well yeah, five on ten five on ten same for me five it's, on it's ten. a weak finish but it's uh it still has enough fun in it that you'll enjoy at least some of it yeah uh, i mean what like i'm th- thinking about it over again and i feel like i wouldn't I would still enjoy watching it over again, but it would still. I'm definitely not paying twenty dollars to see it again, but I would definitely watch it and enjoy it again. Yeah. Uh, There's something that I've been saying to people that probably isn't the most accurate, but I like to say it this way: watching the movie is and is like watching a gymnast on parallel bars do a really, really good performance, like just really well thought out, really well executed, and then once they land, they just break their ankle. (laughs) And, and I know that sounds brutal, but that's how it felt like. I, w- I would take it more as, you know, when those gymnasts do those runs and those multiple somersaults, yeah. it would be like they're doing a, a sweet run yeah. and they do like two or three fantastic somersaults and then they do like five more where it looks like this is not going well. <laughs> and then the last one, like they land on their head oh, and it was like, oh God. no. Okay, well, mine's not. A, doesn't it's like end when that. you watch, you know, like those movies, and like the car rolls over, and like the first few rolls, you're like, okay, they're okay, and then you're like, this is not going well. That car's still rolling over, and then oh, the car's on fire. Now. <laughs> oh man, I mean, yeah, guys, that's pretty much it. That's that's everything that we had to say about the the rise of Skywalker, the final, the ninth film in this in the Skywalker arc the yeah. skywalker saga as are we, one would say are we ever gonna see a crawl now in any of these new movies like is that it oh like, yeah because the crawl, rogue one and hanzo don't have crawls. no crawls yeah they had said the crawls are specifically for the saga movies so yeah um do, do i don't want another saga i'm into it just i don't give want me something saga. that's written properly that's all i want i i am <laughs> down for singles at least for a little bit 
at least for a little bit. Give us a break. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. I, look, I'm open to anything. Same thing with the MCU, though. I'm open I, to anything as long as it's done properly. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with the MCU for me. I don't need another Infinity Saga that is He said, though, that they're movies. going to go to something like that. He just said that at this point now they're not thinking about that, but they are moving towards something like that. So More Another saga? Yeah. He said that. But, I mean, okay. look, you can't deny it. they're going to do that. I know, yeah. The question where is, they make is their like, money. what are they going to do? I mean, what I was thinking what they might do with Star Wars now is they'll try and build these multiple different worlds yeah. or different stories and move that towards their own kind of Infinity War type thing. Oh, God. Which I kind of hope not because yeah, like, that's it not... feels like everyone's trying to do it and failing miserably. Yeah. Look at DC. What a disaster. And then Dark Universe from Universal didn't work out. Like, yeah, I think the Universal... I'll tell you what, though. That Mummy movie, Yeah, Tom Cruise did not phone it in. No, but the movie's not good. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like that you're like, Tom Cruise didn't phone it in. It's like, yeah, but it's a bad movie. It's like, yeah, but Tom was Tom still Cruise good. Tom Cruise didn't phone it in, right? <laughs> And on that note, we end by saying Tom Cruise never phones it in. Damn right. (laughs) That's the whole show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Geektastic Sci-Fi. This is a holiday special where we review. uh, I feel like you always do the holiday special with me. I think so now. We interviewed uh, Patrick uh, Patrick O'Keefe last year. Yeah, we did Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. We did like another Star Wars one. Yeah, so it's always fun. So thanks, man. Thanks for geeking out out with me at uh, this time of year. Guys, that's the whole show. Yeah, true. End of the year, guys. It's crazy. We're going into 2020. That is wild. But uh, we'll be back soon with more episodes. Uh, also, that's Canon, not a journalist. We'll be back soon. Keep w- checking out everything on FranklinArmstrong.com for Running with Wolves, K and Them, Posca- K and Them Podcast, uh, Urban Renewal Project, Queer FM, R&R Podcast. Uh, what else do we have? The Morning Detour. Uh, there's so many, so many shows, guys. We're, 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 we got a lot of stuff going on at, at uh, franklinarmstrong.com. So keep checking out the website. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. That's it. Peace, y'all. Woo.